Welcome to episode 56 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll follow up on episode 54 and the shenanigans of Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson and the investigation that will go nowhere. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, a housekeeping issue. We've gotten numerous donations that have come in this week. So thank you to all of our donors, in particular, Robin and Nance, who are sponsoring the show today. Thank you, ladies. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Robin and Nance. In episode 54, we talked about the hullabaloo surrounding Attorney General Austin Knutson's investigation into the care of a St. Peter's Hospital patient in Helena. We talked about how he used a Montana Highway Patrolman to perform part of his investigation and how that is outside of the jurisdiction of the Montana Highway Patrol. We also talked about the problems associated with the attorney general launching an investigation over subject matter that is actually not within his authority at all. And for those of you just tuning in, here are the facts that cause such controversy. A woman who is well-known within the Republican circles went to St. Pete's Hospital in Helena for care. She was admitted to the inpatient unit as a COVID patient. She, and presumably her family, wanted the patient to take ivermectin as a treatment. They even had an outside prescription for the medication from a physician. But the inpatient physicians refused to deliver the medication as it is not, quote, standard of care, end quote, medication. It has not been approved for use in COVID patients. The family called the Attorney General's office, who then informed the Attorney General Austin Knutson of the issue. Austin Knutson says that the family also stated the patient was being denied access to legal paperwork and communication with family members. Austin decided to send a Montana Highway Patrol trooper to interview the family outside of the hospital. The trooper then consulted with the county attorney who has jurisdiction over all criminal conduct in Lewis and Clark County. The county attorney tells the trooper no criminal acts occurred and to cease investigating. But the attorney general then gets a hold of a hospital board member and initiates a conference call with hospital administration. Following that call, the hospital cries foul, saying that three public officials inappropriately tried to pressure the hospital staff into delivering ivermectin. Austin denies they put pressure on the staff. And the thing is a shit show because no one in Montana, for the life of us, can figure out why the freaking attorney general would get involved in a private hospital's affairs because that's as bizarre as it gets. So today, we're going to do a follow-up. Because of the nature of the attorney general's actions, Montana newspapers were abuzz, and the legislative leaders of the Montana Democrat Party launched their own effort to have the attorney general's actions investigated. They made their request to Wiley Galt, the Montana Speaker of the House, and Mark Blaisdell, the Montana Senate President. And in response, Galt and Blaisdell appointed a special counsel to investigate. And that act, a response to a request for an investigation, left most of us relieved. Because we believe that a credible government is responsive to our needs as citizens and undertakes investigations and, in fact, polices itself when serious questions of impropriety arise. But as we dig deeper, we are concerned that this investigation won't reveal anything. Not the truth. Not the facts. Not the evidence. And that is not for lack of effort, but because the mechanism used to investigate doesn't have any authority to do anything. 
So we fear that this investigation will result in no findings because the investigation itself is smoke and mirrors. Quote, smoke and mirrors is a classic technique in magical illusions that makes an entity appear to hover in empty space. It was documented as early as 1770 and spread widely after its use by the charlatan Johann Georg Schroffer, who claimed the apparitions to be conjured spirits. It subsequently became a fixture of 19th century phantasmagoria shows. The illusion relies on a hidden projector known then as a magic lantern, the beam of which reflects off a mirror into a cloud of smoke, which in turn scatters the beam to create an image. The phrase smoke and mirrors has entered common English use to refer to any proposal that, when examined closely, proves to be an illusion. So let's examine this, quote, investigation closely. First, we need to look at what this special counsel is actually authorized to do. 5-5-110, temporary. Special counsel, powers, appointment, reporting. Number one, the Speaker of the House of Representatives and President of the Senate may hire at any time one personal staff under Section 2-18-104 for the purposes of serving as a special counsel. The Speaker of the House of Representatives and President of the Senate must consent in writing to the appointment of the special counsel. Number two, the special counsel serves at the pleasure of the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate. The special counsel must be licensed to practice law in Montana. The special counsel may, A, be appointed to investigate and examine state governmental activities and may examine and inspect all records, books, and files of any department, agency, commission, board, or institution of the state of Montana. A governmental agency shall assist the special counsel in any activity conducted by the special counsel as provided in this section. D. Report to the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate or any committee designated by the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate, including but not limited to standing committees, select committees, or interim committees, and any subcommittees of those committees. Whew. A special counsel that reports to a legislative committee must serve at the discretion of the Speaker of the House of Representatives and President of the Senate and not the assigned committee. E. Make recommendations for revisions of laws or rules for consideration by the legislature. 4. Costs for the special counsel must be paid a. By the Department of Justice if the special counsel is the Attorney General or an employee of the Attorney General as provided in subsection 3. b. As directed by the Speaker of the House of Representatives or President of the Senate, including but not limited to using funding from interim committee operating funds. So this is a new position. And folks, if you listen closely, what's missing from this special counsel's authority? Well, that would be the authority to actually investigate. She can't interview anyone. She can't speak to witnesses. The only thing this special counsel can do is collect documents from the attorney general's office. She can't even collect documents from the hospital. Since the source of the alleged impropriety is phone calls, documents won't tell the tale. The hospital alleges three public officials, including Austin Knutson, called them and pressured them to deliver ivermectin to an 80-year-old COVID patient. Austin Knutson agrees he called the MHP. 
to dispatch a trooper to interview the family of the patient. That, again, was by telephone, an in-person interview, not by email, not by written record. So, again, the special counsel has zero authority to actually interview witnesses. So this investigation isn't really an investigation at all because the special counsel's hands are tied behind her back. She can't, by law, under her authority, interview anyone. She can only, quote, examine and inspect all records, books, and files of any state department. She can't even interview the St. Peter's Hospital staff or gather their records because, again, her jurisdiction, her power, is limited to asking governmental agencies to look at their documents. That's it. She can only get one part of one side of the story. So is this investigation really an investigation? Because none of the facts will be found in email or written record. So this investigation will discover nothing. It will end with no findings. And it will likely end with the special counsel saying, quote, no findings of impropriety. And that's because she doesn't have the power to actually look for impropriety where impropriety in this matter could actually be found. And here's the kicker, folks. Even if it were possible that the attorney general has something in writing that's a smoking gun, the investigator can do nothing about it. She's limited to making a report to Galt and Blaisdell and making recommendations for changes in legislation. That's it. No punishment, no removal authority, no ability to implement any consequences whatsoever. And yet, as taxpayers, we're stuck foot in the bill for this sham investigation. So this so-called investigation is one more way that state government is pulling the wool over our eyes as Montanans. When we hear the word investigation, we think that witnesses will be interviewed. We think that an investigation is the search for the truth. We think that investigation, the term, actually means something. And in this instance, because of the way this special counsel's jurisdiction is so limited, an investigation by special counsel means nothing. And it will find nothing. Because if the evidence is to the east and you're only allowed to look to the west, you won't see the evidence. So Montana, we're the bearers of disappointing news. This so-called investigation isn't an investigation at all. And it will result in no findings, no information, no nothing. And Austin Knutson, mark our words, will cheer the investigation as a vindication. When in fact... It won't be any vindication at all. But the worst part about the whole thing, it's a lie. It's more propaganda issued into the atmosphere that we are led to believe means something, when in fact, the investigation means nothing. So when we think the right thing in Montana state government is finally happening, when we think we finally got a glimpse of what could be a credible government, well, it turns out it's just more of the same. If you can't look at the evidence, if you are barred from finding the evidence, you don't have a credible investigation. In fact, you don't have an investigation at all. And we really hope that Galt and Blaisdell didn't set this up knowing the investigation would result in no findings because the investigator can't actually investigate. We hope 
that they desired a credible process. But because the investigation launched so quickly in response to Democrat leader request and was flaunted with such fanfare that Blaisdell and Galt, well, we hope they didn't know the investigators' hands are legislatively tied and that Austin would skate. The fact that Austin welcomed the investigation indicates he also knows the investigation can't find anything and isn't legitimate. Look what Blaisdell said when the investigation was authorized. Quote, Speaker Galt and I strongly believe in government transparency and accountability. Serious allegations have been made by St. Peter's Hospital and the media's reporting on several key facts has been unclear. We've agreed to the minority's request and have authorized the legislature's special counsel to examine any relevant government records in accordance with the law, end quote. But see, they might believe in government transparency and accountability, but this investigation won't reveal either. And when they say that they agreed to have the special counsel examine relevant government records, there are no relevant government records to examine. And if they read the statute under which the special counsel is authorized to investigate, then they knew the investigation couldn't lead to transparency or accountability because the investigator doesn't have the authority to actually investigate the events. There won't be a smoking gun found in emails or written records. And if she doesn't even have the authority to interview St. Pete's staff, how is that an investigation at all? It's not. What we will be left with, Montana, and we hope we are wrong, is a records request that turns up nothing. And the matter will never truly be investigated. And the Attorney General will taunt the findings as vindication. And transparency and accountability in Montana state government will remain the same. That is, absent from state government. If they wouldn't even investigate the stolen historical chairs, well, that's a sign. Because I don't know how many complaints were filed by members of the public to every agency in state government about those historical chairs, but I know it was at least six and nothing's been done. And this faux investigation just tells you that Montana state government continues to placate with smoke and mirrors, having no desire to seek the truth, to restore confidence in government, and no desire to actually serve Montanans, focusing instead on self-interest and maintaining power. And Montana is left to foot the bill on yet another waste of taxpayer dollars. You wonder why Montanans don't want to see growth in government and don't want to give government more issues to regulate? Because the government sucks at virtually everything it does and refuses to self-police to obtain a government responsive to Montana's needs. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.